Hey, it's Alan Berg. Are you coming to Wedding MBA this year? Well, I'll be there again. I haven't missed one since the first one in 2007. So I look forward to seeing you there. And if you want to save $20 off the current ticket price and they get higher as you get closer, go to WeddingMBA.com. Use the promo code Alan, A-L-A-N. WeddingMBA.com, promo code Alan, save $20. I look forward to seeing you there. Before we get into this episode, I'm starting something called Ask Me Anything. That's right. You submit your questions and they could become an entire episode or something that I answer at the end of an episode. To submit your questions, look for the red button at podcast.allenberg.com. That's right, podcast.allenberg.com. Click on the red button, submit your question, and maybe you'll hear it here on the podcast. Thanks. When you think about scaling your business, there are so many ways to do it. And my next guest has done it in a different way, and I want you to hear this. Thanks for tuning in to the Wedding Business Solutions Podcast. I'm Alan Berg, speaker, author, sales trainer, website reviewer, and business consultant to wedding and event businesses just like yours. These ideas apply to businesses, not just wedding and event businesses, and I want to help you sell more, profit more, convert more leads, and have more fun doing it in the process. Enjoy this episode. I am so excited for the Wedding Business Solutions Podcast to have my good friend Joe Bunn joining me today on Scaling. Joe, how you doing today? What's up, Alan? Thanks for having me, man. <laughs> You know, you and I could talk for hours, but what I really want to talk about today is you have expanded your business in a way that's different than a lot of people. Now, people that are listening, they're not only DJs, but mm-hmm. they could learn from this as well. But let's 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 go back. Let's do a little way back over here. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell tell people about your business uh, and when you got started. Sure, sure. So here I am, uh, rapidly approaching fifty, and I think I started this when I was thirteen years old. So here we are, thirty-seven years in the DJ business. You know, originally just me running around, uh, getting my mom to carry me to shows. Eventually, got a license and dragged a trailer around. You know, did DJed my own prom. Uh, went to the University of North Carolina in Chapel Hill, and then became like the go-to frat party and and bar dj there and then you know really thought that was the end of it in 94 i guess that would have been when i graduated and you know it was like oh that was a great college job or that was a great you know young man's dream job really what what am i supposed to do now and kind of took a few other poorly chosen paths in the entrepreneurial world like we all do uh, that didn't work out and and eventually realized like, wait a minute, that, that, you remember that thing that you were doing when you were (laughs) 20, that was actually what you're supposed to do. It looks like the rest of your life. And, and at that point, uh, so that was probably 99, 2000 is when I incorporated and, and started going around town. You know, I, I had moved back to Raleigh where I am now at that point, going to the record stores, uh, when there were record stores, putting ads in the paper, when there were newspapers, you know, and, and looking for help, you know, to, to stop turning down those people that were calling and saying, Hey, Joe, you know, I want you for my wedding. Well, I'm booked. Well, they're still having a wedding and they're still going to get married and you just lost the sale. And so that was the original scaling was, okay, let me turn this from a single op, you know, just DJ Joe Bunn running around doing as much as he humanly can into, okay, well, let me get Greg and let me get Randy and let me get Steve and 
three, became six, became 10, became, I think we have 15 guys just here in the Raleigh office now. This was, the market was telling you, you needed to either keep turning business down or you could make some money from this. So it was doing that. But wait, let me go back to something. You DJ'd mm -hmm. your own high school prom? I definitely dj my own <clears throat> high school prom. Okay. And I definitely wore... <laughs> One white Air Jordan and one black Air Jordan. So oh. the same, the same Jordan Five, but I had to have one to to show that I had both pairs. Oh, I, that definitely happened. <laughs> so I did not play my band, did not play my high school prom, but we okay. played the high school anti prom. Okay, which was okay. people didn't like what the prom was was set up. Because a lot of people okay. just boycotted it. And they and made this anti-prom <laughs> and they, and they, and they made an anti-prom and they hired my band to play. Nice. nice so nice. we have that in common. We play yes, our, we own, our, our, our own prom set. So how soon after you realized, okay, I graduated college, mm -hmm. I'm doing this stuff there mm -hmm. until you decided to add more people. Was this weeks, it, months, years? No, no, it, it would have been about five years. Five years. Oh, so five yeah, years, was, just Joe Bon going around doing Joe Bon. Still doing other ventures. But at the same time, playing in these little beach bars. At that time, I was living in Wilmington, North Carolina, you know, which is the beach here. So playing at these beach bars, trying to do this hat and T-shirt company that we thought was going to be a massive success. I think I was dabbling in real estate. I think I was managing bands. I think I thought I was a hip-hop producer. There was a lot of, like, gray, <laughs> forgotten memories in that 95 to 2000 era. Uh, and then eventually, like I said, moved back to Raleigh. And so, yeah, there was a, a good gap in there where I just wasn't scaling at all. Those are the things, though, those other gray areas that yeah. make us who we are, right? Yeah, It's right. what do we learn? I, I installed burglar alarms. I did general mm -hmm. contracting, mm -hmm. right? We pl I played mm -hmm. in the band. Mm -hmm. um, I managed a retail store. I worked mm -hmm. at the largest ad agency in the country and mm -hmm. did nothing related to advertising, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> but you learn all this stuff. And it's funny, just the other day, my wife and I uh, uh, were coming back from Cape Cod and my son wanted us to go take a look at a car he might want to buy. And mm -hmm. he's like, you going anywhere near this neighborhood? And I was working in a car dealer in that yeah. neighborhood and a job that I hated so much that I took the job in the wedding industry. Mm. And and it's just funny, going by there, I had these flashbacks, like, wow, if I hadn't hated that job so much, yeah, I wouldn't be here. Right. I wouldn't right. be here. I would have taken a different turn. So you you then from 99, you're, you're Joe Bunn multi-op, but multi-op yeah. in Raleigh, right? Sure. Multi-op in that it. area. That's it. But now, right. how, many, how many cities are you in now? Six cities in five states. Six cities. Six in cities five in five states. states. Right, when right. did that start and how did so that, that start? That would have been, yeah, that's a good story as well. That would have been like 2016, probably recent history. I mean, five years ago. Right. Five, six years ago, a DJ that was working for me at the time named David Fox approached me and said, I just graduated law school. I've passed the bar exam. My father is the head of the Alcoholic Beverage Commission, one of the biggest lawyers in the state. But I have decided now I don't want to follow in his footsteps, nor, <laughs> and I'm going to rebuke the $100,000 in law education he just spent. And I want to be a professional mobile DJ. And I was like, oh boy. <laughs> and so I'm like, uh, so we go, uh, the, the, the story goes, so I said, I love your ambition. I like where this is going. You know, you are a really good DJ. I think you could manage people, but you can't do it here. And he was like, no, no, no. Where would you go? And I said, I would go to Charleston, South Carolina. It's near here. Your family still lives here. You're not married yet. You don't have any kids. It's one of my favorite cities in the country, probably. And it is 
brides are high-fiving in the street on Saturday. It is, it is the second, allegedly, largest wedding destination market besides Las Vegas in the country. Like wow. that's, that's how Charleston, South Carolina rolls. And he, you know, goes down there and it's been crushing it ever since. But we go to meet his father to get this money to start this franchise, or let's, let's call it a license. And we're sitting at lunch and I, I get my salad from the buffet. I sit down, I've got my fork like right at my mouth. And he goes, what do you want from me other than my money? And I was like, I'm looking around like, wait a minute. And I'm like, hold on a second. Number one, your son approached me. I didn't even have this idea. (laughs) Number two, and I'm ready for this. I have my tax return with me. So I, I put the salad down. I take the tax return. I take a pen. I circle the line where it shows how much money I made from Bundy J company. And I slid it across the table and I pointed to the number and I said, Mr. Fox, do you think your son could ever make that much money even as a partner at a law firm? And he goes, nope. And I slid it back across the table. And he, had, he from that moment on, I had earned his respect. <laughs> I went to that meeting prepared for an ambush. I didn't know I was going to get ambushed, <laughs> but I was prepared for an ambush. Right, right. Again, you're, 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 I, I remember I had a speaker moment like that. I, I went to a yeah. speaker conference and it was a smaller one. Yeah. And a bunch of us go out to, to dinner at this barbecue place. And there's mm-hmm. one guy there that's a hedge fund guy. He's a speaker, but he's a hedge fund guy. And he's going to buy, it turns out he's like, he's going to buy dinner for everybody because he wants everybody to know that he has money, yeah, right? Sure. And, and, and I didn't know him. I had just met him and, and we're talking and talking. And I just said, I forget how it came up, but I just mentioned something about what my gross was the year before. And his demeanor changed because mm-hmm. I was no longer this guy trying to make it in the mm-hmm. speaking business. Mm-hmm. I was like, it was like, oh, oh right. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah. And, right. and and then he talked to me differently. Now I don't think yeah. that's right. I don't no, think it's no, right. No, 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 no. It's not. It's but not. but it but it is. But it is again. You earned his respect because you didn't need his money. No. To, to make your business run. No. And, and but let's let's also be honest here because this is what we want to tell people with scaling. His yeah. son didn't need you to start a DJ business. No. no. Right. No. But why did David want to do it as Bun DJ? Right. So that's, that's the key. And, and so there's two things I'll mention here. All these people, right, that have these offices, at some point, I want to make this clear, they worked here. They worked for Joe Bunn. They knew the system. They knew what kind of people I would hire. They knew how to follow up. They knew what the website should look like. They knew what our marketing should look like. They knew what the gear should look like. They knew how to dress. At some point, all of these six people, or I'm sorry, five plus myself, knew the bun system, let's call it the bun way. And, right. and of course I trained them up more as, as they signed on as these licensees. Now I've kind of lost the question. What was it? Well, wait, oh, but, oh, you know, but what, right, why didn't he start DJ David Fox.com or whatever? Right. 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 Because he walks into an existing company that at that time had been around for 25 years plus had thousands of reviews on wedding wire, had thousands of reviews on the knot. Had some of which were his, some of which were his, which were his, exactly. right. Right. <laughs> And had an existing website, had a, a brand recognition, had, you know, all of our literature done, all of our systems in place, all of right. everything, you know, an expert at DJ event planner. Let me show you how we book shows using this, right. this CRM. Like he walked into it like everybody would want to walk into a business for not a lot of money. You know what I mean? Like he walked into it and got this turnkey solution saved him hundreds of thousands of dollars in mistakes, 
saved him years in fast forwarding, you know, to a successful business. And I mean, he was profitable year one. I mean, it was it right. was that quick for him. Right. And and the thing is, if you've read the book, The E-Myth, and if anybody yeah. hasn't read the book, I The have. E-Myth, they talk about the systems. What you're describing mm-hmm. is the difference between finding your way to make it yourself, and you mm-hmm. said it really well, making the mistakes, which we all make mistakes. You still we make do. mistakes. We, we learn from we those do. mistakes. Sure. But the key is that he walked into that, he brought with him that mm-hmm. backpack full of mm-hmm. credibility, that backpack mm-hmm. full of ideas. And he can pick up the phone and call Joe Bunn and Anytime. say, hey, Joe. Speed right, but let me, I, I want to I rewind just a little bit because when you were mm-hmm. talking about David had, had what it took, he was a great mm-hmm. DJ, and I thought he could manage people. Mm-hmm. And this is something that everybody listening has to understand. Your mm-hmm. role changes when you go from a single op to a multi-op because you're now you're managing people. Absolutely. And now your role changes when you go to these, in your case, licensees, different than a franchise, and it, it, there's a technical difference in there, but you can talk to your lawyer about that. Mm-hmm. And I guess David mm-hmm. has an advantage because he was a lawyer. So yeah, there you go. He did. He did. <laughs> but they are, you're buying the system because yeah. that system has been tried, tested, broken, fixed, mm-hmm. updated, and all those things. Mm-hmm. So you're in these six different places, right? Five states, mm-hmm. six mm-hmm. different places mm-hmm. with those people that all worked for you locally. Mm-hmm. And is it one website for everybody, or how That's do you do this? Yeah, it's pretty much a drop down, you know. So when you get on the site, you pick, you know, Charlotte, Raleigh, Charleston, San Diego, Richmond, Virginia, or my sister is in uh, Bozeman, Montana. So Bozeman, Montana. Yeah. So do like San Diego? Did mm-hmm. that person want to move to San Diego and say, hey, "Let me do he, it"? He did he not. He had <laughs> been living there for. He oh, had worked okay. for me previously okay. here. Had right. moved out there let's say five years or so, we, we had okay. been in touch with Facebook. He kind of saw what I was doing with these first couple of licensees and he just reached out. And okay. I happened to be out there recording some content for BPM Supreme, which is a record pool. And we reconnected and he was like, man, I think, you know, we need an office out here on the West Coast. And I was like, well, I love it out here. Let's, <laughs> let's do it. You know, if I, if I need to San come Diego. out here once a year. Yeah. It's <clears throat> oh, sweet. man. If you're going to pick part of California, right? My son lives. My son lives in San Francisco. I love okay. it, but the weather yeah, wise, yeah, 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 no, yeah, no, yeah, no, 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 no. It ain't San Diego, <laughs> right? <laughs> they and both and start with sand, but that's about the only commonality, right? And and it's not the North Carolina humidity. And, no, uh, no, no, no. It's it, like it, seventy-eight it, every day, no humidity, <laughs> and I'm like. When it rains, they're like, what the hell is going on? Like, <laughs> I, I was at a, a speaker conference there in um, July, and yeah. they have this thing called the June gloom, mm-hmm. which is every morning in June, it's just mm-hmm. really socked in fog, and then it burns off, mm-hmm. right? But that mm-hmm. year, it was late, and it was in July. So I'm in San Diego waking up going, what the? Wait a minute, where's yeah, the San Diego right, weather? Right, right. where go. am I? And then the afternoon was beautiful. It just yeah, burned right, off in the afternoon. Yeah. It was beautiful. Okay, so, so scaling-wise, you weren't looking to do it. Yeah. Right. So now you have David in in in, in Charleston, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, what was next? Then Frank, again, who had not worked for me here in a decade, had been living in Richmond, working in construction, slash traveled the world. You know, it was like one of those kind of nomadic types. But we stayed close. He would still go to like the Mobile Beat Conference. He was still real tight with my right hand man, Randy. That you know, he would come to Raleigh. They'd go record shopping. Blah blah blah. And he was like, man, I just, I, I, and he was playing in a bar. He was not doing private events, but he was still DJing. And he just said, man, I think, you know, we could do an office here. Like there's a market here, you know? And again, conversation leads to, 
you know, here, here's what I can help you do, Frank. And so Richmond is born. And then not even a year later, probably same thing with Brandon. Brandon uh, was living here, working for me. He was like, man, I, I would love to be in the Western half of North Carolina. That's where my family is. That's where, you know, my friends are. I'd like to get back there now that I'm out of college here at NC State and Raleigh. And I, we didn't really go. That, that's about two and a half hours from here. And we definitely didn't go all the way to the mountains, which he goes to a lot, which is Asheville. Asheville, yep, Asheville which yeah. you know. You're, you're beautiful. Familiar. Yeah, beautiful. It's area. almost four hours from Raleigh. I yeah. don't really like to go. I love it there, but I don't want to drive four hours to play a show. And, you know, your weekends burn at that point. And so I said, look, man, you take from basically Charlotte West, you know, into the mountains. And so he took that. And then again, like I said, Stephen out in San Diego. And then my sister, <laughs> who this is the, you know, I don't want to call it a midlife crisis, you know, we're, so I'm almost 50. She's late forties, has a, you know, a child. She's married, lives out there, been living out there for years and years. You know, I always said she could be the mayor. She knows everybody. Bozeman is the city. The, the joke is this is the city where the millionaires are being run out of town by the billionaires. Yeah. Um, like it's, it is, you know, crazy. it's crazy. Like her best friend is, is the chef for Tom Brady and Giselle. Uh, her son goes to school with Justin Timberlake's son. Like, it is absolutely crazy. And she said, I think I should start a DJ company. And and we had some hiring snafus. There's a lot of transient people there. You know, yeah. a lot of people that just come and go to school and leave, or they come and work the ski resort and they leave. And finally, she was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to DJ myself. Now, I was like, I'm sorry, what? This, this isn't <laughs> what we agreed upon. And she was like, no, but like, can't, can you, and you know, so she's been back and forth. I've been out there to train her and she's ready. So she has 18 weddings on the book for this year. <laughs> uh, and I'm, I'm leaving tomorrow to go out there and shadow her on her very first one. So it's that's very great. Exciting. That's very great. Exciting. Right. So to the other part of the uh, Joe Bunn enterprise is yeah. you got into some other stuff, uh, the, the DJ setups and, and yep. just tell what what else are you yeah, into? The, this the is other part two, of the scaling. Yeah, the other two things that that and, and really the two things that saved me in 2020, you know, because we weren't doing shows were uh, in 2019, February 2019. I took all my years of speaking at conferences and not getting paid, and <laughs> uh, writing articles and not getting paid. Getting paid, and and I put everything in this brain of 30 some years into a a membership community called the DJ's Vault, you know, and it was basically a $30 a month membership, just like Netflix, if you will. Right. I mean, at the end of the day, it's kind of the Netflix for DJs. And so there's everything from contracts and, and documents in there to me standing in front of a white wall telling how I market blah, 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 or telling mm -hmm. about my new favorite piece of gear. I mean, every single month, on the very first day of the month, new content comes out. And I have not, knock on wood, missed one of those, those uh, launches yet. And I think we have about 1,300 members, Alan. We've been holding steady even through the pandemic, right around that number. And then around that same time, we started selling this idea of a product, which was this aluminum DJ booth called the Command Center. And it's bungear.com if you want to kind of see what it looks like. And I had started dabbling into buying DJ furniture because I was so fed up with setting up on a six foot table. It was too big. It just looked ugly with the linen on it. And then you put a road case on top and you're supposed to then hide your cable. It just, to me, it was not professional grade and it didn't match the brand that I was trying to portray. 
nor did it match the dollar figure that I was asking for. And so I, I bought one from Germany and they claimed it was mobile and it showed up and I was like, dude, I'm in pretty good shape and I cannot move this by myself. This is stupid. <laughs> it was gorgeous. It was wood and weighed a thousand pounds, whatever. And I'm, you know, kind of went into the facade route and I just I was like, oh, this isn't still not what I'm looking for. And just a happenstance meeting with a guy here in town that, you know, that's what he did. He basically said, I bring products to life. And we kind of partnered up, found a, an aluminum manufacturer and boom, you know, the, the command center was born. And even through the pandemic, people were still buying these. And now we're on our third run of a hundred, which I'm, I'm really proud of. That's great. And so again, you needed something. It wasn't there. You looked around, you tried something. It didn't I work. Did. Yep. And if you still had the need, well, let, let's build it. Let, let's right. Build and it. I could have just, I'm sure I could have built a one-off or a two-off or right. three-off. And But I was like, man, if I, if I feel this way, there right. have to be hundreds of other DJs that are having this same pain. And, and right. I can help them look better, right. sound better, feel better. What I love about your model is mm -hmm. you didn't do it. I'm not out there trying to get every dollar I can from DJs. No, it's, no. I have information people need. There's value yeah. to that information. Yes. $30 yeah. a month is certainly very fair for what you're doing. I I'm think on it your, is. I'm on yeah. your list. So I know. Yeah. I, yeah. I see it. It's yeah. more, way, way fair. And you know, spread the wealth. Right. Yeah. You, you, I, I was on your podcast that, you know, with Mike Walter mm -hmm. and you guys are just such givers. And yeah, and yeah you know, and I know we, we joke about that, not getting paid, you know, at, at some yeah. of those conferences. <laughs> um, but it's, it's part of that giving back. You yep. know, when I go to a speaker's conference, I don't get paid because yep. I'm giving back to my industry the same sure. way. Sure. But, you know, if we raise all those boats, right, if more people would say, I don't know. Yeah. And somebody else knows. And yeah. It's okay if I pay them for those ideas because they've made those mistakes. Yeah. That's what people are doing with your licensing out yeah. there. So, yeah. all right. So, so what's next? Are there any other uh, uh, locations I, that, on the horizon? <laughs> no, that, I, that keeps my cup full. I mean, my, my, my bowl full, my everything full. I mean, honestly. Wait, wait, wait. Like, you, also, you also have a family. <laughs> I do. I do have a family. That's important. That's important. Yeah. And that, that always is going to come first. And, and I still, you know, I'm asked all the time, well, well, do you still go out and play? And I, Adamantly, yes, I'm out there, especially now that the world is kind of starting to reset. I'm out there every weekend since about April 1st doing the shows that I need to do and then making up the shows that didn't happen, which I'll be playing a lot more than I wanted to this year, just right. like Mike as well. But that's just, it's just a reset year um, and, and it'll kind of level out in 2022. But I also think just touching on that point, that is why people still listen to me. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? In other words, Yes, I could be the 50-year-old guy that kind of hung up the headphones and I was still preaching about this, that, and the other. But it's like, wait a minute. No, I just saw on his Instagram, like, he's, he actually is using that gear or right. he really did right. do that setup himself, you know? Like, right. I think that's an important part of the success of, of really anything I've done is that I'm still hands-on. I'm still doing it. That said, your sister's business was originally not going to be her DJing. Yes, and correct. and if and if you are running a business, that's perfectly fine. Mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. she could have run a DJ business without being a DJ. She could have, but with again her necessity, there's business that there is to do. Yeah, like you said, I, I love the billionaires running the millionaires out of town, <laughs> right? I, I I get the Wall Street Journal and I look in that real estate section, and there's mm -hmm. plenty of Montana properties oh, yeah. up there, yeah. fifteen thousand acres, and yeah, you know, yeah, all this kind of stuff. So you can run the multi-op business without mm -hmm. being the DJ. That's true. But 
But if you're going to be the, let me teach you how to do this. Yeah, I was out there last Saturday doing this. Mm-hmm. I, I was over there doing this. And, mm-hmm. and that's, that's an important thing. You know, it I, is. It's funny, you know, with my business, I've never been a DJ. I'm very honest about that. I tell people, mm-hmm. I did a, a mastermind in England one time with 10 mm-hmm. DJs. And we sat around all day and we talked and we, you know, we did a mastermind. And walking out and one of the guys said to me, so Alan, you know, how long have you been a DJ? And I said, uh, Barney, I've never been a DJ. He goes, mm-hmm. what do you mean? I said, I, I don't know how else to say that phrase. I have never been a DJ. And he Is said, English still English in England? <laughs> yeah. But he said to me, Alan, but you know my business better than I do. Yeah. I said, yes, I do. Yeah. I know your business right. better than you do. Right. I cannot be a DJ. Don't right. not put me in front of Joe's setup. Yeah, yeah. Turntable. I, right. I, 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 wiki, wiki. I can't do right. that. Now, you put no. me in front of a piano, no, that's a different story. It. That's a different yeah, thing. Yeah, right. That, I've seen a, that. That's a, different, that's a different thing. But the point, mm. what I want everybody listening who's thinking about yeah. scaling a business, there is a point in a lot of businesses, because mm-hmm. Joe's business, part of it is speaking, part of mm-hmm. it is training. Mm-hmm. A lot of businesses where you need to take that step back. Mm-hmm. You know, the captain of a cruise ship doesn't steer the boat, mm-hmm. right? They, it mm-hmm. tells them where the boat's going, sure, but doesn't steer the boat. Mm-hmm. So people's businesses get to a certain point where it, you might have to do that. I have a lot of friends, a lot of clients with businesses where that's been an uncomfortable thing because they were used to just being there. Yeah. Even uh, Sam Walton, who started Walmart, he famously sure. said something to the effect of, uh, and by the way, he started his business, he was in his 40s, mm. right? Mm. And he said, I always knew I'd be wearing a lot of hats when I started a business. I just mm. didn't know I'd be wearing them all at the same time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah right. And we, could all, we could all relate to that. So, Absolutely. Joe, I'm going to put yeah. it into the show notes, but if people want to yeah. find out more about you or your, sure. your setup or yeah. your, are the DJs involved, how do they do Yeah, that? Yeah, so it's, it's best way is probably just to go to the website. It's bundjcompany.com and bungear.com is for the DJ booths and then the djsvault.com is the uh, membership site and you can find all those uh, again on instagram as well but i think the websites will probably give you all the information you need and joe you'll give me your social handles as well because you got to see joe's videos joe has a very distinct brand he has a lot of fun with it uh, and i think that's important it's noticeable it's recognizable and it's also fun you guys yeah fun i definitely that. definitely if you want to see really my my day in the life stuff uh just find me on instagram at joe bun j-o-e-b-u-n-n yeah that's so much joe thank you so much for joining and so much for sharing with everybody i look forward to seeing you at the next conference yes and we will we will do that soon thank you my friend thank you buddy see ya hi it's alan berg thanks for listening to this episode of the wedding business solutions podcast you can find full transcripts on my website at podcast.allenberg.com. And if you have a suggestion for a topic for a new episode or even a guest, please let me know at alan at weddingbusinesssolutions.com. And if you'd like to find out about having me come and speak to your association or a conference or do sales training in person or remotely for your team, whether you're a team of one or a team of a hundred, please let me know again, alan at weddingbusinesssolutions.com. Thanks for listening.